We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. An opportunity for Luka Doncic and the Mavericks to take the lead and now win the game. Double team. Dinwiddie. Buzzer beater. Spencer Dinwiddie has done it again. This dude has got a home with the Dallas Mavericks. Hey, this is Spencer Dinwiddie and you're listening to the Mavs Step Back Podcast. Good morning, everybody. Welcome in to another episode of Morning Coffee with Matt Stepback. I'm your host, Dalton Trigg. Man, Thursday night was a crazy one. Uh, you know, it, just when it seemed like all was lost, and I mean, honestly, it, it still might be depending on the extent of the injury and how long you'll be out. Uh, but Luka Doncic, he went out with about three minutes passing in the first uh, quarter he sprained his ankle and it was one of those weird weird ankle injuries like it wasn't it didn't roll to the side it you know it rolled forward you know he he his weight pushed forward and that's the type of injury he went out with so no telling how long he's going to be out uh, from here with that Jason Kidd said after the game that we would know more about that uh, when the team gets to Utah today uh they play the jazz uh on saturday night but man what a game against the phoenix suns in phoenix the site of the the game seven massacre in last year's playoffs also the site of the season opener where the Mavs blew a 20 plus point lead uh and ended up losing by two in that one but uh, you know, uh, the Mavs, they still found a way to win. It was uh, it was really inspirational, really. Like, I, I'm, I'm still shocked by it. Uh, but, you know, crazy things happen in the NBA, and this is why we watch the games, because you just never know what's going to happen. But the Mavs, they end up winning in Phoenix, 99-95. to uh, Both teams were 25-24 and 24 coming into that game and they were jockeying for sixth place in the West. And so now the Mavs are back in sole possession of sixth place in the West, and they're just a half game behind the Los Angeles Clippers for fifth. Uh, and let's see, they're only a half game behind the uh, the Pelicans too, I believe. Yeah, yeah, a half game behind the New Orleans Pelicans for fourth and home court advantage. So 
things are still there for the Mavs to make some noise, especially depending on what they do at the at the NBA trade deadline, which is on February 9th. But, you know, obviously all this hinges on what's going on with Luka's ankle, how long he'll be out, you know, if, if guys can continue to pull together and put together uh, a defensive effort like what we saw on Thursday night. The whole team overall was just great defensively. Now, uh, DeAndre Ayton for the Suns, he helped out a little bit because he was awful. Uh, if you look at the stat sheet and you say, oh, well, he had 19 points and 20 rebounds, he was he actually might have been pretty good. Not really. He was 6 of 20. 6 of 20 from the field. Think about how insane that is because he's like he's supposed to be a dominant big guy. The Mavs, the only center they have on their roster right now that's active is Dwight Powell, who is kind of undersized uh, for a center. So the fact that Aiton went 6-20 and 20 against a team that had one center is kind of crazy. <laughs> he, he, he helped out the Mavs a lot on Thursday night. I, I'm starting to think the Mavs have reversed the curse, you know, with that playoff series last year. Before that playoff series last year, the Suns had beaten the Mavs a bazillion times in a row over the previous three seasons. But then the Mavs beat them in the playoffs. It seems that that gave them a mental edge because they built that big lead in the home opener even though they blew it, and then they blew out the Suns uh, the last time they played them with Luka at American Airlines Center, and then the most recent game last night, uh, they end up winning even without Luka playing. And one of the biggest reasons they did that is because Spencer Dinwiddie answered the call. Uh, I put him in our intro today because he absolutely deserves it. he just went off. It was a Spencer Dinwiddie masterclass. 36 points, shot 10 of 18 from the field, 5 of 6 from 3. He only missed one 3 on the night. Uh, and he hit 11 of 14 free throws. Also had 9 assists, 6 rebounds. He was incredible. Uh, he when you know As soon as Luka went out, the, the green light went on for him, and he just said, I'm not losing this game. Every time the Suns tried to make a push and you felt like, okay, they're about to get over the hump and take the lead, there was Spencer Dinwiddie hitting a big three or, you know, driving, getting fouled, and hitting some big free throws. So shout out to Spencer Dinwiddie. He was amazing. Uh, Dorian Finney-Smith stepped up in a big way. He had 18 points, uh, only shot the ball 7 of 16 from the field, but he also had 12 rebounds three assists and a steal in 35 minutes. He was a team high plus 16 on the night. So Dorian Finney-Smith, despite not shooting up to his, you know, his normal standards, still had a major impact on the game uh, in a way that nobody else on the team did. It, like think, Spencer Dinwiddie had double the amount of points that, uh, that Dorian Finney-Smith had, and yet he was just a, a plus nine where Finney Smith was plus 16. So the Mavs were very, very good in the minutes that Finney Smith was on the floor. <clears throat> and I said this last night that I was going to give him, you know, major props uh, for his effort in that game because it feels like forever since I've given Dwight Powell praise for his, his endless hustle and effort. But, man, was he good. Uh, you know, Dwight Powell, he finished with 15 points, four rebounds, six of nine from the field, 
I mean, you know, it's it's not like eye-popping numbers from him, but his hustle and energy is just unreal. And I'm sure there's like some some tip-out rebounds that he don't that he doesn't actually get credit for uh, in that game last night. But the biggest play of the game. So the Mavs, they uh, they were up three. Chris Paul drove for an easy layup uh, to make it. You know, the Mavs were up 96 to 95 with about 10 seconds remaining. And they foul, the Suns foul Reggie Bullock, send him to the line for the Mavs. Reggie Bullock hits the first free throw, and then he misses the second one. And given how the Suns had just dominated on the boards, uh, you know, throughout the night, they, they, they only won it by a seven-rebound seven margin, 50-43 to 43 when the dust settled. But given how they had dominated most of the night on the boards – You'd think a missed free throw in that type of situation would almost guarantee, you know, the Suns get it. They'd only be down two, and they'd have the ball with, what was it, uh, like six seconds left and, you know, have a chance to either tie or win the game. But Dwight Powell out-hustled DeAndre Ayton, ran to the corner to track down that loose ball off Reggie Block's missed free throw, and ended up being fouled by Aiton. It was just, I wish, you know, this is a podcast, so it's just audio. I wish I could show you, you know, through this podcast. <laughs> and I, if, if you stayed up late, you saw it anyway. But, I mean, it's just, it's it was a crazy hustle play. And it really just epitomizes what Dwight Powell has been for the Mavs for years. Uh, he's an imperfect player. There's things that happen that, you know, I know the fan base gets frustrated with. But it's really not Dwight Powell's fault. He is what he like. He 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 is a great role player. Um, you know, it's more on the mass front office for you know their roster construction that he's having to kind of overcompensate for some of the you know the roster shortcomings. But you know, he it's not his fault. He he does what he's supposed to do, and that was just like I said, it, it epitomized. Uh, what Dwight Powell means to this team and what he's meant to this team for a long time. So, shout out to him. He was great. Uh, he's on an expiring deal. I know there's been some, you know, speculation with him in trades in the past and, and everything, but I don't know, man. I, I kind of feel like Dwight Powell is going to end up being a Mav for the long run, and I think this, if he does end up on the on a next deal, so to speak, I think it's going to be a lot a lot easier to stomach than the one he's currently on. So, uh, again, shout out Dwight Powell. He was awesome. Uh, some other notes. Tim Hardaway Jr., he had 11 points, only shot 4 of 11 from the field. But he did hit the boards pretty hard. He had 9 rebounds, uh, and he also dished out 3 assists. The The overall ball movement for the Mavs was really impressive. Like, it, with Luka out... Uh, you know, you didn't really think that that, that, would, that would happen. But, I mean, uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. was dish, dishing out assists. Dorian dished out some assists. Dinwiddie led the way, obviously. Um, and then you had Reggie Bullock, who came off the bench. He only shot three of nine, so it was not a good shooting game for Reggie. Only two of eight from three. But he still did end up with, uh, with ten points. Ten points, five rebounds. Um, and he played 31 minutes. So, uh, Josh Green, he had nine points off the bench, only three of eight shooting from him. So, 
I mean, a lot of these, a lot of these guys, Tim Hardaway Jr., Dorian Finney-Smith, Reggie Bullock, Josh Green, none of those guys had good shooting nights. The only two people on the Mavs that, that had a decent shooting night was Spencer Dinwiddie and Dwight Powell, and they still found a way to win in Phoenix in a game that was huge, you know, for the, the Western Conference standings last night. So, um, just a really fun win. I mean, I, I'm still worried about, you know, how long Luka's out and how that's going to affect the rest of this season, obviously. But, um, you know, I, I it was nice to – it was a late start game, stay up late. Um, it made it worth it, you know, to see the, the Mavs – win in such a way that they did that that was that was a lot of fun i i needed that i know the rest of the fan base needed that uh it was just a real shot in the arm to start the weekend so uh just a great way great way for the mavs to kind of get off of their their recent slump and we'll see how it is going forward but um before that game the mavs had been zero and five without luca the entire season uh, when when Luka doesn't play. Now, obviously, that doesn't really count. You know, they're still 0-5 without Luka technically because Luka did play in the first three minutes of last night's game. But, you know, that's just a technicality. That was really the Mavs' first win this season without Luka. Um, they all pulled together and got it done. And, you know, shout-out to Jason Kidd and his coaching staff, too, for, you know, keeping the guys' defensive effort up throughout the course of the game uh, they were they were connected they were communicating uh, it was the same type of stuff that we saw from the Mavs against the Suns in the playoffs last year which needs to be happening more often on a nightly basis uh, because you know if everybody's connected and playing like they were in Phoenix last night uh, you wouldn't have some of these disappointing losses like the like the previous one at home to the Washington Wizards uh, that was a 127-126 disappointment. So, um, so now the Mavs they go to Utah uh, before they go back home for a two-game homestand. They play at Utah on Saturday night, eight o'clock. Um, a game that they can win. I mean, they've proven that they can beat Utah even <laughs> even without Luca in the playoffs. Even though this is a, a different Utah team now. Um, but after the Utah game, they go back home. They play the Detroit Pistons on Monday, and then they're off until Thursday where they'll take on the New Orleans Pelicans. And Brandon Ingram is back for the Pelicans, but Zion Williamson is probably still going to be out. So they'll have, a, they'll have an opportunity here. If they can get past Utah, it's always hard playing at Utah. Uh, but, you know, if they can get past Utah – you would think that you know they would find a way to get past the Pistons, especially at this uh, latter stage of the season, where uh, you know every loss is important for a team like that that's trying to tank and and uh, get the best draft pick possible in June. Uh, and then you have the the shorthand in New Orleans Pelicans. So there's an opportunity here. I know nothing is is a given with this Mavs team. Uh, I know they've lost some really disappointing games to shorthanded teams or bad teams earlier this season, but um, who knows? I mean, maybe maybe this is the start of something something special and, you know, something that can really turn the season around 
and give the guys confidence, even without Luca on the floor. And again, we have the trade deadline coming up, so there's no telling, you know, what can happen or who the, you know, who might be out, who might be in. Um, all I know is the Mavs they want to avoid trading first round picks unless it's just a surefire deal that's going to make them a contender. And there's not really many options for that right now. So uh, we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. The latest, uh, the latest rumbles there. Uh, you know, they've been linked to Toronto Raptors' Fred Van Fleet, uh, which is kind of funny because, in my opinion, he's kind of a, a similar type to, uh, to Jalen Brunson. I, I obviously think at this point in their careers, Jalen Brunson is better, um, and he's on a better contract <laughs> uh, based on, you know, what he's producing and versus what uh, Fred is wanting in free agency. So, you know, but still, it you know, it, it would be kind of a similar dynamic there if they added him. But, man, he's had a – Fred's had a bad year. He uh, – Fred Van Vliet is – uh, under thir- uh, under 40% from the field and about 33, 34% from three. So he's having a down year. Uh, they've also, the Mavs have also been linked to uh, Minnesota Timberwolves point guard D'Angelo Russell. Uh, that would be an intriguing option. Uh, to me, D'Lo is kind of like the Tim Hardaway Jr. of point guards. <laughs> he's kind of a... He's like really, really hot and cold sometimes, so uh, it'd be kind of funny if the Mavs ended up swapping Tim Hardaway Jr. and like Bertons or something for uh, for D'Lo there. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis. Analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed 
on this podcast. That's indeed.com slash blue wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So I don't know. We'll see. I'm sure there's some more rumors that are going to come out here in the uh, probably today. Today and the, the coming days as we get even closer to the deadline because it's less than two weeks now. Um, but the biggest thing is Luca, and hopefully we have more info on that uh, in the very near future. But uh, Okay, so other NBA action that went on uh, on Thursday night uh, before the Mavs and Suns tipped off the New York Knicks won a thriller against the Boston Celtics at TD Garden, uh, 120-117. Jalen Brunson was awesome. He had 29 points, 7 assists, 4 rebounds, and shot 12-25 from the field. He also had the game-winning block uh, on Malcolm Brogdon uh, at the buzzer, and it gave the Knicks the win. The Knicks are now 27-23. Uh, and 23. And they are seventh in the Eastern Conference standings. And they're only a half game behind the, the six-seeded Miami Heat. So uh, the Knicks, they're doing pretty good. Jalen Brunson, uh, every time I see him play, it makes me extremely sad. It makes me a little little, little mad. Uh, but, you know, what can you do? Well, what's done is done, and uh, you got to have to move on. It's just crazy to me that, you know, after after Mark Cuban has said so many times over the past decade plus that his uh, the thing that he regretted most about his time as ownership of the Mavs was letting Steve Nash walk. And I know Jalen Brunson isn't an MVP yet, but like Bill Simmons said on his podcast a few weeks ago, I still think this is almost worse. <laughs> <laughs> he, the, the Mavs have essentially repeated uh, the same thing that Cuban said was his biggest regret, you know, of his time as ownership because it just makes it so much worse that Brunson didn't have the injury concerns that Nash had. He was about five years younger than Nash at the time he signed, and the Mavs had a chance to get him on a much, much more team-friendly deal way ahead of the time, you know, uh, it, before it was too late for anything to happen. So <sighs> I'm going to try not to think about it anymore. Try not to think about it. Mavs got a big win without Luka. That's where we're going to keep the vibes for the rest of the day. But uh, moving on, the Detroit Pistons uh, beat the Brooklyn Nets 130-122. to 122. Uh, The Charlotte Hornets beat the Chicago Bulls 111-96. to The Bulls continue to spiral uh, which continues to fuel my pipe dream for Zach Levine and or DeMar DeRozan. Uh, and, you know, obviously we'd love to continue to pick on that roster if certain guys are available. Uh, one of my trade proposals a while back was, uh, uh, at least coming back for the Mavs part, was Zach Levine, Goran Dragic, and Andre Drummond. That would be quite the the turnaround for this roster I feel like um, you know the Bulls they're underperforming but it's a team thing you know the pieces might just not fit uh, so I would love to see something like that Cleveland Cavaliers beat the Houston Rockets who continue to struggle uh, 113 to 95 
the Los Angeles Clippers completely destroyed the San Antonio Spurs, 138 uh, to 100. The Spurs, it's, it seems like they're giving up near 140 in regulation every single night. They are in super tank mode uh, right now. And maybe it's organically tanking. Maybe they're just that bad. I don't know, but <laughs> every time I look at a Spurs game score, they're they're giving up at least 130 uh, in games that aren't even close. So that was all the NBA action on Thursday night. Uh, what we have forward, uh, have forward. What we are looking forward to on Friday night: uh, Bucks, Pacers, Grizzlies, Timberwolves. Uh, which you know, I don't know how you root there, but probably want the Grizzlies to beat the Timberwolves because the Timberwolves are 25 and 25. They're kind of on the Mavs' tail right now. Uh, Magic and Heat, Cavs and Thunder, and then the late game on Friday night on NBA TV will be the Raptors versus the Warriors. So, um, yeah, that's going to do it, guys. Uh, Before I take off here, I do want to mention, I mentioned it on Twitter uh, but I don't. I just want to make sure everybody understands fully what it is. Uh, these watch parties I do, I'm I'm set up with a playback, which is a an, a streaming app basically. Uh, I I set up the stream for the games. It's a watch party. You log in. It's free, completely free. You don't pay anything. All you have to do is just use your uh, uh, login credentials for you know, whatever streaming service it is that you use just to authenticate. And uh, you can come in there, you watch the game with me and other people that that come and watch, you know, every time we do a watch party. We're doing them for every single game for the rest of this season. It's the pinned link on my Twitter page, at Dalton underscore Trig. Go to that, click on it. Uh, there is an app too. If you don't want to do it on your laptop, uh, you know you can get the playback app and set up that way. Uh, but you just you make your free account and then you you know you can find our room with the link that I have pinned, and it's got all the games scheduled you know for the rest of the season. And uh, you can join us and join the live chat and then. You know, if my co-host Drew Johnson is able to join me, we'll do some live on-stage stuff during the game, kind of like we're comp- commentating uh, on the game. It's really fun stuff, uh, and it's completely free. It's a fun way to interact, a different way to, you know, watch the game. So uh, if you're interested in that, please go do it. Uh, like I mentioned yesterday, if we get at least uh, 25 people in a room on any given uh, game night, I'll select somebody to to win a Mav Step Back T-shirt of their choice, uh, and I'm not talking about just you know the regular podcast logo T-shirt. We have several several different designs, cool designs uh, on our T Public site. Uh, so be sure to go check all that out, uh, and be sure to go like, rate, and subscribe on all your favorite podcast platforms. Uh, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify for a chance to. Uh, win future giveaways. The current giveaway going on is a Luka Doncic Mav City Edition jersey. Uh, the City Edition jersey for this year. Uh, really cool one. We're going to be giving that out during All-Star Weekend. And all you got to do to enter that is you have to be following me on Twitter, at Dalton underscore Trig. 
you have to go retweet that tweet of the giveaway, which I did have pinned before the playback thing. So uh, you'll have to. I'll go pin that on my uh, on the at Step Back Mavs account on there. So you gotta be following me. You gotta retweet that tweet, and you have to leave a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, and that will enter you for a chance to win that Luca jersey. We've got a little over 120 people that have done it so far. Uh, so uh, it's you still got time. You still got time. You got a couple weeks left uh, to enter that, and then we'll give it away during All Star Weekend. But guys, I appreciate it. Thank y'all so much. I know I've mentioned it before, but we had a record year for Mavs step back um, in 2022. And you know, I I had some stuff come up at the beginning of this year, 2023, that kind of kind of hindered me from uh, you know really starting the year off the way I wanted to as far as consistency went. But uh, I've got everything sorted out now. This is going to become a normal thing, uh, and I'm going to be with you all for the long haul. And I'm so I'm so happy to do it. You know, whether the Mavs win or lose, this stuff makes me feel better. Uh, I hope it makes you all feel a little bit better too. And uh, we'll try to uh, try to have some special guests along the way. I'll have my guy Drew Johnson with me most times. Uh, and then hopefully – uh, we have some very special Mavs guests in the near future, too. I've got some stuff in the works. Haven't been ironed out just yet, but we're working on it. So, guys, I appreciate it. Thank you all so much. We'll see you next time. Uh, and hopefully hopefully the Mavs get a big win over Utah on Saturday night. Y'all have a good one, guys. We'll see you next time.